0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to Warriors Unite. This is the last episode of this season, so there won't be a recap or a mid-session announcement. I'm just going to let it play all the way through so you can enjoy it. But first, I have a couple of things I want to say. The next episode after this one will be the first in a discussion series that we'll do between arcs. We'll be asking each other questions in and out of character and talking about what happened this season what well, we're looking forward to for next season, as well as probably some stuff on the production, personal, and creative side of making this show. We're calling it Meta Knight with Meta Knight, and it's going to be a lot of fun, so we hope you give it a listen. Remember to follow us on Spotify and check out our Twitter at Warriors Unite. If you have questions that you want answered during the discussion episode, feel free to DM them to me there. In just a few days, it'll have been one year since I published the first episode of Warriors Unite. My life has changed a lot since then i welcomed in new people and said painful goodbyes to others. I started making music and stopped making it, and then started a little bit again. Other things have changed recently that are probably definitely affecting your life right now, too. The future is mostly imperceptible, just like it has been for all of human history. But it'll keep coming, revealing itself one day at a time, at the same steady, solid pace for as long as we're able to record it. I hope it's kind to you. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy the finale of Season 1. I promise there's plenty more to come. With Frisk playing Polar Night, Crow playing Starry Night, Warden playing Ladies Night, and me talking a lot and trying my best to make you something special. Let's see how all of this turned out. Polar Knight. You and Starry Knight are standing at your wife's door. Though you share a D-rank living quarters with Ladies Knight, you spend an equal or greater amount of time here, at your shared house on the river bank, just below the fortnight medical facilities. Your wife, Azalea, is a talented healer. She is officially licensed to perform healing duties for the knighthood, which is why you have decided to bring Nedri to her. The sun is setting on the day of your adventure, and you are standing on the doorstep of your precious home what do you do
1: polar knight is kind of like giddy but trying to contain because she wants to see her fucking wife she hasn't seen her wife in who knows how long and wants to see her wife so she basically just knocks on the door a couple times and then just opens it
0: Okay. Um, Azalea is coming towards the door when you open it. Her beautiful furry face lights up when she sees you, her tail lifting and curling at the tip in a classic gesture of tabaxi delight. Well, hi there, sugar. You took so dang (laughs) long I just about went ahead and ate your dinner and oh my god, who's your unconscious friend?
1: (laughs) Polarna is just like, "Mm -hmm. this is someone that I kind of almost killed. Oh. Um, they need help.
2: Okay, oh, Polar Knight, I'm not going to let you take the blame for that. We almost killed them.
1: <laughs> I kind of, like, destroyed her legs, though.
0: Okay, well, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Okay, she uh, hurries you three inside, just sort of gesturing. Go, go, go. Um. She we unfolds hurry, a medical inside. bed from an oak cabinet on the floor and opens an adjacent drawer of medical supplies. And uh, then she waves, uh, she waves you a polar knight over to lay Nedry down on the table that she's just unfolded. Um, and she gestures to a night for you to sit down at a nearby desk. Why don't you sit down, honey? This is going to take a spell. Oh, oh maybe two or uh, three.
2: Oh, okay. And she goes and she sits down where she's uh, been instructed to, and she's kind of folding her hands in her lap. She wants, she's attentive, but also she doesn't kind of want to get in the way.
0: Mm-hmm. You watch as, uh, as Azalea gets to work, and you kind of survey this desk. There are some nice fountain pens and stationery that you can see laid out here. And Azalea helps Polar Knight set Nedry down on the medical bed, and, and she fold, unfolds like a privacy curtain thing where you can't see what's going on on the bed, and uh, she begins to get to work. You can see just sort of like glowing from behind the curtain as she casts various spells, and she asks, uh, what the hell happened?
1: Polar Knight is just like, um, so we got this mission, and surprisingly, Polar Knight's actually talking a lot more, Mm -hmm. relatively a bit more open, and actually is smiling for once in her fucking life, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and she's like, we got this, like, quest to, like, go to this place, and... Figure out some stuff and why the forest was burning, and uh, we fixed the problem. Kind of almost killed the problem, though.
0: Can we say uh, we'll will say that polar night? You you tell the story of what happened in the past. Oh my gosh, what se- seven or eight episodes of Warriors Unite? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. You turn into a total chatterbox because it's your it's your wife and you love her so much and she lights up your soul. And uh, you, you you talk and talk, and you explain everything that happened.
2: Well, while that's going on, I think Starry Night, she just kind of took one of those pieces of stationery and a pen, and she's just kind of writing.
0: It's, it's weird, Starry Night, because you can't quite tune Polar Night out, uh, because you have never heard her talk this much before. And granted, mm-hmm. you've only known her for a day or so, but it's still a total personality shift uh, hearing Absolutely. her be this excited and you can not really see Azalea all the time because she's mostly hidden behind the little privacy curtain, but you can tell all the all the eye contact, all the nodding, all the smiling, there's um all the perfect reactions and there's mm-hmm. so much love in this little house. It's very good. <laughs> like
2: it's very good.
1: Polar well, nice little tail is wagging.
0: Good.
3: Is wagging. Oh my god little tiny bear nub. Little, her bear, little bear nubby. Bear nubby. She loves her wife.
0: So you finish the story, um, and Azalea asks, "So, well then, what's the state of the Akamein Forest now?"
2: It's, it's
1: <laughs> kind of there. It's kind of there. It, it's still there. Uh, I really haven't been paying attention to that part. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs>
3: Uh, <laughs> ladies, Night fucking drops from the ceiling cackling. No, she doesn't. That is a lie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ladies, Night drops from the ceiling in spy
0: gear. Lord, I'm going to make you roll to see if you can remember what the state of the forest was when you left.
1: Okay, I will. What do I roll for that?
0: Just make an intelligence saving throw.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can I roll to help?
3: You or like roll for nerd. myself?
1: How do I roll? Yeah. Oh
2: my god, how do I roll again? Mine is a sixteen. Okay. <laughs> nice
0: one. That's a two from Polar Knight. Polar night <laughs> you cannot Broody Pod, did you forget what
1: Yeah.
0: Alright, well
1: I kinda got distracted by fighting and
0: Well alright, well that does happen to you.
1: An kind of Almost killing this
0: person. You did destroy her. This is this is an axe wound from you. I I, I take it.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Really good though.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I'll get a second opinion. <laughs> hey, uh, what's your dang name over there? I'm sorry. I didn't even. Uh, I oh, shoot. I didn't even introduce myself. Uh, uh,
2: that's okay. I'm I'm Starry Knight.
0: Hi, Starry. I'm Azalea. W- uh, what happened to the forest when you left? Um. Well, I rolled a
2: sixteen on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, you pre- it, I'm pretty.
2: But... I'm pretty sure it was like okay. I know Nedry like chopped down a whole bunch of trees, but like, right, well. the fire was mostly an illusion. So,
0: right. So there's no burning, just chopping.
3: Just chop. Most yeah. Going ape shit with an axe.
0: So, as if someone went ape shit with an
3: axe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she says, stroking her chin thoughtfully. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Polar Night has dumb bitch baby disease when her wife's in the room.
0: It's okay. <laughs> and what about the thingamajig, the focus rune?
3: Wait, who was the last one with the focus rune? Was it? It was Ladies Night. You, it was uh, uh, Ladies Night. But it, like, if you want to have it, you can have it.
0: Sorry, Knight, You you have it in your bag currently. Oh, that's uh, Polar Night. As you guys were leaving, um, you had an idea about maybe having Azalea use the focus rune to heal uh, Nedri. That okay. didn't happen. I just made that.
2: Oh, okay. No, I thought I had that. <laughs> All yeah. right. Sure. Okay. Um, I kind of, I, th- I kind of scramble and I'm just like digging through my bag. Um, and then I find, I think I find it. I do find it's like one of the hidden pockets cause I don't want it to be like hurt. But anyways, I find it and I take it out and I don't know if like, I'm like, I don't know. Do you want me to throw this? Don't, Do you want... Oh
0: god, no. Don't throw it. Don't throw it, honey. Don't throw yeah, it. Yeah,
2: that's what I thought. I'll just pass it around and I pass it around like behind the privacy screen without looking.
0: Yeah, good good idea and to not and look. I, and I um, put it in um,
2: Azalea's furry paw.
0: She turns it over in her in her in her palm. She's like, "Well, now this is uh there's certainly something happening in here. Oh my goodness.
2: Yeah, it's it's wild."
0: So you you use this to cast a spell.
2: A couple spells. Or two.
0: And what was that what was that like?
2: It was she goes silent for a bit, like just like a couple seconds, and then she's like it was like so much energy. It was like consuming my entire being. It it was like a tidal wave when I casted the spell. And it was a lot.
0: Well, I don't know about casting that on a person for healing. I'm not sure I'm not sure what it would do uh but I think that if we wanted to take care of those trees, then that might be a good idea to use this. What do you think
2: that would that would be a good idea like if
3: uh, I don't know if I have a spell for that, but well so druids oh, generally that. have um yeah druids generally have plant growth,
0: yeah. I, we'll, we'll figure something out and uh is, is it okay if i hang on to this for now
3: oh okay. oh yeah sure go ahead i think
1: it'd be safest with you considering
3: everything. Mm-hmm. And- mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. she tucks it in her in her little side bag and continues to work uh it, it's gonna take her a little while to get nedri stable she she elects not to use the focus rune just because you know she's hesitant about its effects on a single person um but uh she eventually gets Nedri into a more stable state, and um with uh with your guys's help, uh, she puts Nedri to bed um in sort of a in a guest room off to the side, uh laying out a clean change of clothes and using a very handy spell to swap her clothing and just sort of tucking her in and you see her tuck her in with this gentle motherly like and aura or energy around her. She's very, she's very sweet.
1: Polar Knight's just watching with basically hard eyes, just like the, the, my wife. Love. Love my wife! I've got love-wife disease.
0: And then Polar Knight yells, I love my wife. (laughs) (laughs) And Azalea turns around and kisses you.
1: (gasps) Ah, that's fucking so gay! (laughs)
2: uh starry knight just kind of looks at them with like um it's just like the kind of look that's like you guys are so cute together
0: i'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna auto magic uh, we're gonna teleport over to the archimane forest um fuck yeah with starry knight polar knight and azalea uh you guys are leaving Nedry to rest so now you guys are back in the archimane forest it's um I'd say that if it was kind of twilight when you left, it's probably dark now, and it's even darker in the forest just because of the canopy of trees above obscuring all of the sunlight and the moonlight, um, and Azalea is uh, standing in the middle of this clearing of felled tree, and she is cupping the focus rune in her in her paws and sort of gearing herself up uh, to cast a spell.
2: Okay, I am taking a couple steps back from Azalea because I don't I'm not gonna be in radius of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Wise, wise decision.
2: Very
1: wise. Yes, rate also takes a couple steps back. Although she's a little more hesitant to take too many steps back, but mm-hmm. she feels like she could probably take whatever is fucking coming. But yep. she also shouldn't be that cocky.
0: She turns to you too, and she says, "I need a, I need encouragement. I need a cheerleader." You can
2: do it! <laughs> yeah. I believe um, in you! I, g- I give her, like, a double thumbs up, but also I look kind of worried.
0: <laughs> alright, well, one of you is significantly more encouraging <laughs> than the other one.
2: I'm sorry, I'm scared!
0: It's alright, you're doing your best, honey. You've had a long day. <laughs> well,
2: I'll uh, have
1: a long day, Jesus Christ.
0: She uh, turns back and cups the focus rune in her paws and closes her eyes. Polar Knight, you, you know the feeling of your wife's magic, and you bask in its familiarity as you feel it stronger than ever before pouring out of her in waves. The spell spreads through the ground in an intricate, open pattern, and you feel that loving energy resonating within you. You see time reverse the broken limbs of trees lifting themselves back up writing themselves their bark covering the marks from Nedri's frantic rampage like she was never there you can see nighttime all around you but you're standing in yesterday's sunlight and as the spell moves the world around you suddenly you get this feeling like something is resonating back and responding and you see one of these trees a tall strong ancient looking tree with a few marks from an axe like someone got about an eighth of the way through cutting it down you see it fill up with its own warm glow and Azalea's breath catches her eyes fixated on that tree as the forest fades back in the darkness that that must be the one the lucky shot, the second artifact it's, it's in there god she almost do, do we take it? do we take
1: it? So, do we take it?
0: Do we take it do do, do we take it do uh, you guys do we I don't know do we take it
2: <laughs> I, I don't think we should I don't but what else are we gonna do
0: uh, well I guess we just sort of leave it to never to never be discovered but I mean I don't even know what we're gonna do with this one <laughs> uh,
1: Polar Knight goes in for a little bit of a closer look not to touch but to just look at it,
0: like, hmm. Yeah, you can't really see the shape of it, but it's like, it, it's it's glowing strongly from inside the tree, sort of lighting up the trunk with this warm orange glow. Um, and you can you can you can kind of feel the power, you know, seeping out of the bark. Ooh. Is I mean, it's tempting. I mean, we it could is. be we could be rich and famous and all that.
1: Um. You're already famous.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm famous to you, honey.
1: Shut. Shut up. Polar Knight um lifts up a little little claw and mm-hmm. touches it with the the tiniest touch. Touch. It's,
0: I'm imagining like a like kind of like a glass dinging noise sort of. Um, and as I go, oh, that's new, <laughs> and the sort of like rippling energy kind of comes out from it uh but but nothing else happens it's just there we'd have to cut down the we'd have to cut it down if we want it
2: so i
1: i think we should just leave it do you think we should I just think that would probably be for them. i think we should
2: just leave
0: it maybe that's uh maybe that's for the best you you leave the artifact to rest and we see that soft glow dim as it sinks back into rest inside the trunk of the tree um and as the the cut in the base of the tree heals up uh and then we see past that tree, and deep inside the forest, in a long-forgotten grove, far away from any trails, deep in the woods, inside the hollow of a lightning tree, stored away secretly and abandoned long ago, is a pile of mossy books and magazines, with a gap the size of a thick novel missing from the trove. Uh, and Nedry Deerfire wakes up in an unfamiliar bed. The color of the sheets and the shape of the room is tentatively revealed by the soft glow the moon casts through her window. She watches as the thin white curtains drift, lifted by the warm and gentle wind, and then she sits up. Something glints in the corner of her eye, and she turns her head to discover an unfamiliar end table next to the unfamiliar bed. On it is a small scrap of paper, moonlit white against the dark wood of the surface. She picks it up and shifts closer to the window, tilting the paper under the light from outside to make out the handwritten script on it. Starry Night, before you all left Nedry to rest, you left a note on our bedside table. You placed it there just after Polar Night and Azalea had walked out, and then you swiftly followed them, barely a pace behind. What did that note say?
2: Oh, I'm jittery. <laughs> um, <laughs> the note is written in a very bad handwritten scrawl. It's... Um, Story Night's handwriting was never the best. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Nedry squints at it. She's having trouble.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, starts out with a lot of scribbles. Like, it was started and restarted and restarted again. So eventually it just starts out with um, t- uh, Nedry. Uh, sorry for kicking your ass, but it was kind of necessary? With two question marks at the end of necessary. Our mission uh, wasn't to beat you up, but and and it's scribbled out here you know I hope things are better with you now and I hope you had a change of heart uh, don't break anything else take care and it's signed with just like a little star at the bottom
1: aww.
0: aww she smiles at it Um. she folds it up again and she tucks it in her pocket which is not her own pocket it's the pocket of the clothes that Azalea left to her And uh, she looks around and grabs her bag that's in the corner. She quietly packs up, and she just leaves. And Nedjari will never forget her hometown. She'll remember it fondly, sitting on her porch and looking out over the small city she lives in now. She contacts people from the little town, people she hasn't spoken to in years, and travels all across the continent just to sit and catch up. Sometimes she'll ache and mourn for the years she lived in King's mouth and feel it missing as she would a hole in her chest, and on those days she'll lay in bed and cry, but those days will stretch further apart, the spaces in between them are full of love and living. finally content, she makes new friends and memories to last a lifetime
3: I wonder where I am
0: mm. we're about to find out,
3: oh yes,
0: <laughs> oh yes, I'm no. scared um we're gonna i mean i'm we're gonna time jump backwards i kind of structured this in a weird way so just just so it's clear we're, we're going back in time now uh the sun is lowering in the sky and the thick canopy of leaves over the archimane forest shields the ground below from all but a few remaining beams of sunlight ladies night you are standing in the cold shade watching as your friends take nedri away Janelle is speaking with the two S-rank knights some distance away, and the Shadow Scribes are congregating, comforting Fen. Miriam is standing just behind you to your left, and you notice a shifting in the corner of your eye. When you turn your head, you see her taking an imperceptibly small step backwards, her eyes on Janelle and the two high-ranking knights with whom she's conversing. You see her open her mouth, and your instinct tells you she's preparing a spell. What do you say to her?
3: I just uh, look up at her with my eyes, and I say going somewhere sugar
0: i i uh hmm. i forgot what my voice sounded like for a second um i uh i just thought now would be a good time for me to get out of here
3: where are you going to go back
0: back back home to my um to my device to my own devices my evil lair if you will Is that really where
3: you're going, after all this?
0: Yes. Well, I can't...
3: You really think everything's gonna go back to normal after all this?
0: Yes, it has to. Of course, it does. It will. And it will. I have things, plans to get back to. I still want to destroy the knighthood, you know. That hasn't changed. We can't... we can't be... friends.
3: I stand up for where I'm crouching on the ground... And I'm. Uh, I look down at her. I'm pretty sure I'm taller than her, right? I'm five. I'm five nine. Yeah, you're taller than her. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. So yeah, I'm I sure have. Uh, work. I'm uh, looking down at her, and I put a paw on her shoulder, and I say, uh, "Take a word of advice from somebody who's bus- is in the business of telling stories." All right, sugar. Things ain't gonna go back to normal after this.
0: <sighs> Ladies' night. Okay, I'm sorry, I can't. What is your actual name?
3: My actual name? Mm hmm. I've gone by a lot of different names throughout the years. Current, well, current moniker that I've uh, adopted for uh, personal interactions, you can call me Smoke and Mirror.
0: Are you serious?
3: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Oh sorry, I'm not making fun, it's just a little ironic after all this.
3: Oh, I know. That's a part of the reason why I chose it.
0: When when did you Okay, never mind. Listen. I uh I don't I know things can't go back to exactly the way that they were before. I don't I can't I know I can't be your friend, but I don't I don't really want to be your enemy either. I... Would you be offended if I called you my rival?
3: I'm not opposed to such a proposition. In truth, most people do function much better when they have a healthy rivalry to keep them going.
0: Uh, she grins, and, and she's, she kind of squirms excitedly. You can see that she's probably always wanted a rival and just Aww. been too afraid to ask.
3: That's <laughs> so fucking cute! <laughs> I smile at her real wide, and uh, I uh, turn around and I say, "Oh no, I've lost sight of last night. Wherever is she gonna go?"
0: This is really exciting. <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna tell anyone I'm leaving, are you? You're not gonna tell J- Jenny.
3: I think I'll leave that one up to you.
0: Um, she grins, although you can't see it. And she waves, even though you still can't see it. And she says, "See you in hell." <laughs> and you hear her cast misty step and disappear.
3: I uh, I wait a few minutes, and then I wait till I'm in the peripheral of the others, so that like they know that like I can see them a little bit and they can see me. And I sit and I turn around and I go, "Last night, na- oh dang, she left."
0: um you see uh you see janelle turn her head um and she holds up her her hand to like pause her conversation with uh with nightlight and night night and she comes over to you and she says what what happened just now
3: well I was just sitting here minding my own business thinking about where I'm gonna go for dinner tonight and I turn around to ask last night for her input and she's just up and left.
0: Oh god damn it. Uh sorry. I cussed. Okay. Well hmm.
3: I won't tell nobody.
0: <laughs> I think it was loud enough. She looks over her shoulder. Immensely. Um <laughs> Listen, if you get a hold of her again, can you Can you try and get her in touch with me?
3: I'll see what I can do for you, honey. She's more interested in keeping contact with you than you might think.
0: Um, well, I think that makes some sense. I'm not sure. I think she probably thinks I'm still very, very angry with her, which I sort of am. But that doesn't mean we can't talk.
3: Absolutely, but... Just know that she's keeping an eye on you in her own odd little way.
0: Mm, She does have sources. I'm not really sure where she gets her information. She's a lot more prepared than she comes across.
3: Of course. And, like, just like... I disguise it as, um, looking away and, like, picking some, uh, dust off my shirt, but I glance up into the tree where I he- heard, um, last night land, and I wink at her.
0: You, um, I think that Janelle probably can't hear it with her human ears, but you hear, um, you hear last night's swear because she didn't want you to see her.
3: <laughs> Cute little kitty ears.
0: <laughs> Cute little kitty ears. And... Now you are finally back in your D rank housing unit, Ladies Night. It's the middle of the night, and you are exhausted. What's your bedtime ritual?
3: I um, Lady Night like, kind of has a little bit of a complicated ritual. It's more complicated than her morning ritual. She um, she checks on her uh, shrine to the Cat Lord, and she cleans it up and gets dust off of it, and changes out the offerings and all that. Lights the candle, makes sure that the candles are all good, and Blows them out if they're still lit, that sort of deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then she um, she does that cat thing where they patrol around the house at night for a few times. So she's doing a cat patrol.
0: hmm Cat patrol.
3: And then uh, finally, like once everything is like settled, she uh, just uh tosses her uh clothes onto the floor and uh, hops into the bed.
0: You lay down in bed, and sleep claims you quickly. You sink into a pure, quiet slumber, and as you lay there resting, you begin to dream. You see a vision laid out in front of you. A tidy cobblestone path sprawls out into a bustling townscape. Houses sit nestled between trees heavy with fruit. Colorful flowers bloom in the grass, and each yard is a beautiful garden of herbs, flowers, and vegetables. In the center, you see a tall, elegant fountain with water spraying and sparkling in glorious arcing patterns, and you take a closer look at the statue that adorns the center. It's you. To your right, Starry Knight is sitting with her legs crossed at the ankles, her mouth slightly open, wearing a meditative expression that conveys wisdom and intense reserved power. To your left, Polar Knight is resting her battle axe on the base of the fountain, her lips curled in a bemused smile as she looks down at her companions. And in the center is you, playing your lute, a sly, warm smile decorating your stone face. You feel a tap on your shoulder, and you turn away from the fountain to see Oresus and Harold holding each other's hands and smiling at you. Down the cobblestone path, the doors and windows of the houses begin to creak open, and more familiar faces peek out at you one by one and begin to chatter excitedly and wave. And all the way down the sidewalk, just before the path ends at the feet of a sprawling, beautiful, mountainous landscape... There's a tall, brand-new wooden sign with bold and colorful script carved into it, proudly proclaiming, The Fellowship of the After Beings welcome you to the town of Queen's Maw.
3: I smile warmly.
0: And you wake up. Starry night, polar night, and ladies' night, it is the morning after your adventure. After a good night's rest, the three of you met up and headed to your D rank supervisor Violet's office to file your post mission report. Or, um, well, you tried to. You step outside the residence halls and are greeted by a sea of reporters. They oh, no. envelop you as soon as you exit, keeping a respectful distance but surrounding you with microphones and cameras and chattering with questions, raising their hands for attention. What do you, each of you do?
3: I step in front of everybody.
2: Starry Night is definitely
0: hiding. <laughs> She doesn't like the attention too much.
1: Polar Knight is just standing there stiff like, oh,
2: please move. (laughs) I am an anxiety man.
0: What's your strategy? Are you going to try to answer their questions or are you going to just try to keep your heads low and and rush through?
1: Polar Knight just kind of walks through. It's big enough to just manually move everyone.
2: Can I cling on to Polar Knight and, like, not do that? (laughs) Please, can I just cling on the now? Sure,
0: you can cling if you like. You're being you're being recorded, though.
2: That's fine. I don't care.
0: <laughs>
3: I'm an anxiety
0: man. And you, ladies' night?
3: I'm um uh, I'm keeping the reporter's attention on me while um everybody else is escaping.
0: Okay, sort of entertaining them.
3: Yeah, exactly. I'm like t- answering questions that I can and r- withholding certain sensitive information. You
0: know. mm Hmm. Polar Night and Starry Night kind of make their escape, um, and Ladies Night you're kind of lost in a sea of reporters, and eventually you uh, y- there there's a, there's a lot of like trivial questions, um, sort of how long how do you train how long have you been a knight that sort of thing, um, but eventually you uh, you answer one reporters you answer one reporters raised hand, and they ask the following question, they say. Yesterday, you three were dispatched to the Archimane Forest fire. Less than an hour after your dispatch, the fire was completely extinguished. How did you manage it? And the entire crowd of reporters fall silent. And you read their expressions and you can tell that one person just said the question that they were all going to ask. You feel that not just the reporters, but the entire public are waiting with bated breath for you to answer.
3: How much information am I allowed to give out? Like, how confidential is the knighthood keeping this?
0: Um, the knighthood manages the image of higher-ranking knights. Um, when Once you get to basically... I think once you get to, like, B-rank, your image is no longer your own. Um, C-rank, you start getting recommendations. D-rank, you can kind of do whatever you want in terms of your own public image. But um, generally, specific details of missions... Are confidential for everyone until you filed your post-mission report. Um, so I don't think they're expecting a full account of what exactly happened, but how you managed it in more of a like, how did you, how how did you do that? How you like, gain- how did you gain the ability to do that? Sort of sense.
3: She um she thinks for a while. Like she, like, she makes a show of it to, like, give the others more time to run away. Like, she's, like, taking her time, yeah. basically. Hmm. And then she says, um, in truth, it was more or less a group effort. I can't really proclaim to be the sole person who carried out this mission when it was my teammates that helped me out so gracefully.
0: That's a good answer. Um, people are the the reporters are are scribbling it down. Um, they're not going to let you go for a while, ladies. And I think if you want to catch up with your friends, you're going to have to employ some sort of trickery.
3: Um, I use minor illusion, mm-hmm. and I have it directed down the hall, and I make it sound like um, Nightlight's laughter.
0: Oh my goodness, they gasp, and they scamper in the other direction. They completely abandon you.
3: (laughs) I know what those dirty little assholes (laughs)
0: lack. I
3: don't actually say that. (laughs) So yeah, Uh, I just, um, I watch everybody scampering down the hall, and then as soon as everybody's out of sight, I just walk down the hall whistling.
0: Nice one. Uh, Taking a leisurely stroll.
3: I go and I, uh, look at, um, Starry Night and Polar Night just fucking hiding out in the janitor's closet, and I say, you can come out now. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I, pr- I stop a broom from landing on top of, uh, Starry Night's head.
2: Thank- no, yes, thank you, please. She- she's- I guess she's kind of muttering to herself, she's like,
3: Crowds. I
2: hate loud
3: noises. I don't like this. <laughs> it comes to be you. It really does. Ain't you a charisma caster? That doesn't mean I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh.
1: In fucking head of a
0: You guys, uh, you have sort of found this like... I, I mean I didn't plan this in but you guys have kind of found this like newfound publicity it seems like how are you I mean obviously Starry Night doesn't fucking like it Nope. <laughs> other than that how are, how is the team reacting to this
1: Polar Knight is pretty indifferent just doesn't really care um, just be like whatever if they're gonna follow me they're gonna follow not really gonna say all that much
3: Ladies Light is kind of torn between being delighted about, um, um, finally some good fucking publicity.
0: Mm-hmm. Delicious.
3: <laughs> but also she's, like, um, she's nervous because, like, um, more publicity, like, this is kind of on a level that she isn't accustomed to. Like, her publicity was more town-wide, usually. Sometimes, um, provi- provincial or, um, uh statewide, depending on how, um, she was, uh, going about her business, but she's not used to this kind of level of fame where, like, reporters are actually coming to talk to her that aren't, like, the local, like, news person, so mm. she's a little anxious about this kind of level of, uh, publicity, because there is some stuff that she doesn't want, like, a bunch of wazoo's to know about.
0: Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The three of you are musing on this as you uh, finish your trip to Violet's office. Uh, when you arrive, you see that her door is closed and a sign outside indicates that she's currently in a meeting. You can hear muffled voices coming from inside. What do you do?
2: Uh, how how muffled?
0: Pretty muffled. I mean, right. if you, you, you can't make out exactly what they're saying by standing outside of it.
2: I'm going to roll a stealth check and see if I can get closer and um, and listen in.
0: Good, good.
3: I look at I lo- I'm looking directly at you.
0: That's a 9. All right, so uh ladies night sees you for sure. <laughs> That's fine. I
2: wasn't I wasn't stealthing to her. I was stealthing to the people inside.
0: <laughs> yeah, um hmm. I mean, I'm not sure if they would notice even if it was a 9. I'm thinking about the arrangement of the office and from what I can imagine they're like the one person's if they if one person's sitting at a desk and the other person is sitting on the other side of the desk then one of their backs is turned to the door and the other one is looking at the other person so I'm not sure there would be a, a way that they could spot you like getting up close to the door or anything like that maybe maybe um. But probably not on a nine. I think you'd have to fail pretty badly. <laughs> okay,
1: fair. You'd have to trip and fall and smash
2: your face. In that center. would have been like a nat one.
0: Yeah, and say oof really loudly, and then go, oof, ouch, my leg, and, and then they would know. <laughs> <laughs> my face. Oh, God, my face. I fell all over it.
1: I, I've been doing this thing for like two days now. Me and my boyfriend, Foxy, were trying to get, you know, while... This quarantine's on, stay a bit, you know, healthy and fit or whatever. Keep ex- exercising. So we've been doing, like, 30 squats a day. Oof. And my legs hurt.
0: Oh, my gosh. You I get believe like that. A, a day I, want, between.
1: I want a nice butt, though. So I have the foundation to have a real good butt.
3: <laughs> so... This oh, is ass quest.
0: That's the name of the that's the, the name of my college level course. foundations of a good butt.
3: <laughs> last night, last night starts going to those classes.
0: Oh god, I have to study. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do rival things right now. I have to study for class. <laughs> and she's just doing squats in her evil lair.
2: <laughs> to like to like a yoga fitness workout.
0: Yes. Sort of track.
3: She's uh, she's fucking like, ladies like calls her and she's just like, hey, you want to hang out later today?
0: No, I'm busy. I'm I'm having I'm I'm studying for class. I'm taking online classes because of the coronavirus. (laughs) And I have to do thirty squats a day in my bedroom for my foundations of a real good ass course. (laughs) I don't have time to fuck around. I'm working from home with an E.
2: And
3: <laughs> then, like, ladies' night like, is just like a. Well, I mean, I had two tickets to this real good movie, and I was hoping you could come, but I guess I'll just have to go with uh, Stan. Wait,
0: wait, wait! Don't. Don't. No. That bitch. No. Take me. <laughs> I'm your rival.
3: I don't know, if you're prior to- prioritizing going to, uh, doing squats over coming to see me, maybe this isn't working out.
0: I'll make Ruben my schedule. Honey, wait. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you might my rifle, but I love you.
0: But I love you.
1: Trying to my love.
0: And that's the conversation that you hear when you <laughs> eavesdrop on the on pilot's office door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you turn around a ladies' knight who's just standing there, and you're like, "How are you doing that?"
3: I uh, I lower my hand, and I was casting um I was casting minor illusion.
2: <laughs> I just kind of whisper in my mouth, damn it. "God damn
0: it."
1: Foundations of a good ass.
0: Foundations of a real good ass.
1: I'm changing that to my Discord thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, change your Discord. The little notepad emoji and foundations of a real good ass, ass (laughs) one (sighs) oh one. Alright, well Back to the real story. Yeah, Ladies' Night stops casting my my minor illusion to make uh, last night declare her love for her, <laughs> uh, and you you, you drop on the actual conversation. You hear a voice coming from inside. Did I tell you about the roaring? Yes, sir, you did. And the book and that huge eldritch blast. It was like. <gasps> Oh, Violet, please, pretty please, with an ever cherry on top. Nightlight, you don't have to beg. You can do whatever you want. I know, I just thought it'd be fun. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, as soon as the public gets wind of this, I think you're right. It'd be a huge miss publicity opportunity not to promote them. And from what you've been telling me about the fight, they sound like C-rank material. I'll sign. I'm signing now. Yes, yes, yes. You won't regret this. I'll look after them personally. Another pet project? Are you sure that's a good idea? You've got your fingers in a lot of pies. And you can hear you can hear his voice getting close to the door. My ideas are always great. I, so I, I dive out, out of the door.
3: way. I like fucking like, I fucking like I, use, I squat down on the ground and I use minor illusion to make myself look like a potted plant. I go back into the janitor's
0: closet. Um... So it's polar, just
3: pulling. <laughs> the only one just standing
1: there a little bit away from the door like
0: Okay. I'm uh, a this, fucking bear. The door opens and out steps Nightlight. Hi cutie pie. I'm so happy to see you. He holds up a sheet of paper. Here to file your post mission report. I'm filing things too. I put you on the fast track to C rank.
1: Oh cool. Thank you. <laughs>
0: You don't sound very excited. Does
1: that mean I have to do
3: more paperwork now? Uh, The fucking potted plant leans a leaf over and pinches you on the leg.
0: (laughs) Is that one of those mean plants? I've heard (laughs) about those.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is.
0: Probably more paperwork, yes. But also, more money. How does that sound?
1: I'll just get Ladies
0: Knight to do it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just get Ladies' Knight to be a C rank knight for you.
1: You wanna bet?
3: <laughs> I pinch her again. Polar Knight just kicks the plan. I use claws. I use fuck I use fucking claws Polo this knight time. Fucking the the, the the as you kick the the pot, the pot just falls over. In, in, in if you had true sight, you just see Lady's Night. is, like balled up her knees and her arms, so that she's still in like the same size. <laughs> and now the dirt is all over the floor. The illusion guess... dirt—it's everywhere. And there's a worm too. There's an illusion worm, and it's wriggling oh, I around. I
0: guess there's a. I guess it's a. Hang on, wait. I've got a pun. It's coming. I'm thinking of it. I guess this plant's a. Shit! I guess this is a it's cat a tail. Ah! You hear it all. And then, ladies
3: like, closet. and then, ladies like, fucking looks back and sees that her tail is wagging
2: oh, around. You
0: I got there.
3: You hear an audible
2: groan from the janitor's closet right yes. next door.
0: All three of you, good.
2: I
3: put. I have. F- she f- She. I fucking unballed from my potted plant form. I'm just like, you had to kick me, didn't you? Don't
1: be a fucking pussyfoot about it, Jesus.
3: You're the one that kicked me and then no, he was saying nice all sorts thing. of shit. I'm not gonna be <laughs> your guys, secretary guys, for guys,
2: you. Guys, I come out from the janitor's closet and I'm, I'm trying to break him up now. <laughs> so ladies guys, can we not do this in front of the night like, please?
0: Maybe my, maybe my ideas aren't like always standing. the best.
1: Polarid is standing like right up and bright, leaning over looking down at ladies' night. I just spat fucking everywhere, so that's really cool. Gross.
3: Like, You pinched me twice. I should EAT your face off! I wrinkle up my cheeks and I start tickling her nose with my
0: whiskers. Oh, goodness. Okay, well, you two have a couple of days to get your teamwork in order. Polar Uh, Knight
1: sneezes, and it's gross.
0: Oh, Oh, God. It got on That's what you
1: get for tickling her nose.
0: It's on my cape. It's on my cape. Look at what you did. Look at... Look at that. That's (laughs) disgusting.
1: I'll pay for... Laundry.
0: No, it's fine. I have so much money. Anyway.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Ladies ladies, Light looks back at uh, Nightlight and says, Don't you worry about our teamwork. When it actually comes down to it, we get along. It's just that we find a little bit of fun in fighting like an old married couple.
0: Well, you certainly get the job done, that's for sure.
3: Hell yeah, we do!
0: That was some impressive stuff back there.
3: I was just doing my job. Well, trying to. All I did was swing an axe. Well, don't, don't, uh, sugar, don't sell yourself cold coffee, let's be real, you were doing some uh, pretty wicked stunts out there. True!
0: The roaring was so good. I loved the roaring. You should do that every time.
3: It'll be my true.
0: Please don't actually roar inside, please.
3: Yeah, Polonat, not in the house.
0: Can I get just the little one, though?
3: You
1: can get a little one.
3: Just yeah. a baby roar. As a treat.
2: And I cover, a treat. My, I cover my elf ears because I don't want to hear the loud roar.
1: It's not I... actually particularly pretty loud, but it's very deep, and you guys can practically feel it in your chest.
0: Oh, great. <laughs> oh, it's so menacing. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh speaking of uh brute forces and acts and things, have you thought about your internship yet, Polar Knight?
1: Yes
0: That's a no <laughs> I can tell. Uh well silly fighters can't move up past C rank unless they multi-class. We want to avoid having brute forcers in the upper ranks, don't we? If you want to keep your momentum going and get to B rank, now is a good time to start thinking about it. Is there anywhere you want to intern? any person or say group of non-fighter people who are maybe indebted to you for ensuring the safety and stability of their rogue member or something?
2: Oh.
3: Uh... What? I'm sorry, it's like I it's, it, I think it's Janelle. What? Nah, owl I fucking, I climb up onto Polarite's shoulders like a fucking tree, and I sit on them, and I lean down into her bare ear, and I pick it up, and I hold it, and I say into it, "Nah, owl Night-owl, yes.
1: It's Night-owl.
0: Oh, she's the one from, yeah, she was there. Okay, I remember. Yes, good choice.
3: And then I also say, don't forget the shadow scribes.
0: That was, that was more is. what I that was more along my cognitive train. So it, I guess it depends, because Night Owl is a druid, and the Shadow Scribes are monks. So depending on what class you want to take, either one of those could work. You don't have to decide right now, honey. You okay, just good. you keep it rolling around in your brain, and, and when you level up, I mean, uh, when you're promoted, then we could think about it.
1: I can't wait to be promoted.
3: Yeehaw!
0: Was that sarc- was that sarcasm? I can't tell. He turns to you, ladies. Night. Was that sarcasm?
3: No, she just always sounds like that.
0: Okay, good, because it really is very exciting.
3: It's, it's because I'm a bear. bear you have to—you have to excuse her. The bearkin language doesn't exactly support intonation, so learning the intonations of common has been a little bit of a struggle for her. Oh, well. We're all very literal.
0: You know, None I can that see that. Weird,
1: sarcastic shit.
0: That, that makes a lot of sense, okay, well,
1: <laughs> I mean to be
0: actually I've got like three or four places I need to be right now, literally, so uh, did you all eat yet here? take some trail mix, starry night, he thrusts a big cloth bag into your hands. okay, stay hydrated. Good luck, I love you, bye, and disappears in a puff of sparkling red smoke.
2: Oh <laughs> she she kind of fumbles with the trail mix and it was like. Is there actually trail mix in here? And she looks in it.
0: It's, it trail mix? I mean, it, it's trail mix, all right. There's like yogurt covered raisins. It's the good stuff.
2: The yogurt covered. Okay. So, okay. Um, are there any marshmallows? Because she wants those and nothing else. There are now. Okay. okay uh, she takes. The, she's just kind of munching on the marshmallows.
0: Paulina's <laughs> well,
1: just like, damn. I could use meat right about
2: now.
0: There's meat in it now.
2: <laughs>
0: starting, holds up the
2: the bag of trail mix with meat. Up to Polar Knight.
3: You know, Polar Knight, I know you're a bear, Kim, but you do know that bears are omnivorous, right? I like meat more than fruit. Dried fruit is shit.
0: There's no more <laughs> dried fruit in it now.
1: <laughs> it's just a weird, gross, sloppy wet you
0: No, it's it's
1: So it's granola.
0: Granola. Jerky, uh yogurt. I
1: Marshmallows,
0: marshmallows, jerky, and like wet raspberries.
1: And 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 ew. I um I can only but, imagine if you were to dump the whole thing in your mouth, the texture
0: the texture, the texture. would be so bad. So bad.
3: I uh I look around the corner to see if Nightlight is still there doing magic.
0: Oh no, he he is he's just he's gone gone. <laughs>
3: Why? I looked down at the. I look down at the magically transmorgifying bag.
0: Uh huh. I'm mean, just looking can, at it. You can roll Arcana if you want.
3: Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. I'm like looking directly at it. That's a 21 on Arcana. That would Holy be a 21.
0: Shit. Uh, it is a. I th- I think th- the bag is magic. It'll it'll make whatever you want as long as it could feasibly argued as to be an ingredient in trail mix.
2: Oh my god. Magic Ah. bag a trail mix.
0: This item, and I just want to say, I didn't write anything at all about the trail mix, but (laughs) this item is very powerful because now you can have anything as long as you really, really expand the definition of trail mix.
2: (laughs) You could have straight up rocks in there and be like, well, mix for trails. Uh, And throw it at people.
0: As long as someone in the world would pack it into trail mix. And you can argue that you can have it in this bag.
3: Ladies like just pulls out a little satchel of catnip from her uh, front pocket and eats it.
0: <laughs> okay, so She's I- just getting stoned in the middle it, of the hallway. I
2: so I- I- I stuff- I- I stuff the- I- I want to hold on to the bag of magic bag of trail mix, so that's mm-hmm. going in my inventory now.
3: We should probably not keep our manager waiting. Probably shouldn't.
2: And I don't do anything about
0: it. <laughs> Is Starry Knight not looking forward to meeting with Violet? Uh she's just nervous.
3: I uh, I am um, like I kinda like grab Starry Knight's scruff and I just kind of like ah! push her towards the door. <laughs> she 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 does make the nya noise.
0: <laughs> Distressed nya. Violet's Violet smiles as you all comedically enter. Uh, just the nights I wanted to see. Come make yourselves comfortable. And she invites you to, or she gestures for you to sit down.
3: Okay, I sit I down, see. paws go on table. Which paws? But both of my uh, feet paws are on the table now.
0: Can you, well, okay. I guess you've earned it.
3: Well, I'm not gonna be rude, and then I take my pawsies off the table. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Colin is, like, tempted to sit, but, like, if she sits, she might like take up a lot of space, so she just stands behind everyone else.
0: You're all, very, you're all very courteous. Violet looks straight into your soul, Starry Knight, and asks, Nervous? She nods. You shouldn't be. You have all really, really impressed me. Well done.
1: Polar Knight puts a big furry paw on, late on uh, Starry Knight's head and gives her like a little hair ruffle. Cute. <laughs> yeah.
0: You should get ready for a lot of a media attention now. Uh, all eyes are on you after this. You're heroes. How does it feel?
1: A little nerve wracking. It's like a birthday, not much changed, really.
3: What kind of birthdays have you been having? Bearkin kind.
0: Is it your birthday? Happy birthday. It's
3: not
1: my birthday, but.
0: Oh.
3: In a couple of months, sugar. The
1: most that we do
3: is eat.
0: That doesn't sound like much of a celebration. Mm.
3: Well, what well, I'm from, birthdays, are something of a village event, so next time you's having a birthday, Sugar Plum, I'm gonna make sure- sh- I'm gonna
0: take care of the preparations for it. Well, you yeah. have plenty of reason to celebrate right now, if you want.
3: Ladies' night's ears perk up a little at the- uh, at the thought of throwing a party.
0: I heard Nightlight give you the good news, after all. Congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you. It's a shame we were just getting to know each other.
3: Can I roll um, uh, a charisma check? uh, Are you going to be horny? Can I... Fuck. What would it be? Can I roll an insight check to see, like, is she actually that pleased?
0: Yeah, go for it.
3: That's That's a 15. 15.
0: Um, She is definitely, genuinely impressed with what you guys have done. Whether or not she's distinctly happy about it, I think is a little harder to tell, her expression is, is hard to read.
1: that we're getting promoted, or does she not want us to get promoted?
0: I think it would be fair to say, Ladies Night, that you can tell that she has complicated feelings about you guys getting promoted. This, it seems to have made things more difficult for her somehow.
3: Are we not going to be seeing you no more, Vi?
0: No, I'm afraid not. Um, the C-rank supervisor will be taking care of your case from now on, overseeing you taking your post-mission reports and all that.
3: I look around and then I lean in real close and I say, is there some sort of a interdepartmental rivalry I should know about before we go into this?
0: No, not a rivalry, so to speak. It's um, I actually don't know the C-Rank supervisor personally. Things have been shuffled around a lot lately and I'm just getting settled into this position myself. It'll probably be the same for whoever oversees you next, so promotions are a little... Tricky right now, but win not promotions tricky.
1: We can't stay D-rank forever.
0: That's very true. You've all been how? How long have you each been D-rank now?
2: I've been here the longest, I think. I, I feel like Starry Night's been there like the shortest.
3: Ladies, like kind of looks a bit back as she tips her head back as she sighs and she says, "Oh, I've been." D rank for over a year now. I've seen people join after me get promoted. Mm. Sam, I've been
1: here even longer. I think.
0: Well, hopefully getting some attention in C rank will help speed things along, and you'll be in B rank before you know it.
3: Uh, she kind of like winces at the idea of going B rank, but she's like, like she's trying to keep
0: a good face on. I'm gonna have her kind of roll insight on you. I'm not sure there's gonna be any like consequence to this or whatever, but
3: well, it depends on if she asks.
0: That's only a fourteen. Um, she studies your expression carefully, Ladies' Night, um, and she seems to kind of decide something, and uh, she leans back in her seat and uh, she asks. You have your reports, I trust. And she extends her hands.
3: Yep, I got it right here. And I reach into my convenient adventurer bag and I pull it out because it's right at the top where I left it. And it did not get wrinkled from all the kerfuffling because wrinkled Magic. reports are all nasty.
0: Excellent, wonderful, very organized.
1: Polonide hands are over. It's it, it, it's not super wrinkled. There's maybe a fold at the top okay. from being held. But other than that, it's
0: less organized,
1: semi messy scrawl. She writes with her claws on a pen.
0: Less it's, organized, oh but gosh. still more or less readable. Which is, you know, I mean, I get, I get worse for sure. I get worse.
2: If you get worse for sure. And Starry Night's hands are over. It's, it's kind of, it's okay. Her handwriting's the worst part about it. Oh
0: God! Well, you can't win them all.
2: <laughs> Sorry.
0: It's okay. No, I'll, I'll decipher it. I look forward to deciphering it. I really, really, really look forward to figuring out what the Stop. hell you three did to make the forest fire just go away. I mean, it is really astounding. Um, <clears throat> well, that's pretty much all I need from you, but uh, before you go, the artifact. Where is it? Dude, oh, oh, Knight,
1: shit.
3: We left it. Like, oh shit! We Do, left does, does 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 ladies night know that they went to um the wife with the artifact?
0: Yes, I think you were in on that plan. Mm-hmm. Does okay. still have it?
3: Yeah. Okay, okay. so La- yeah. ladies night kind of leans back as she says, uh, "We left it in the care of somebody uh, who oh, we can trust with such an unstable artifact."
0: You know the policy. We have to put powerful things in artifact storage, and let the experts decide where the best application of them is. I can't really, you know, as it's you're, with the
3: it's with Ahila. As your dancer, you trust her. She fixed your broken leg last week.
0: Well, I, I can trust her certainly the three of you on the other hand i've only met i um i need to make sure this thing is taken care of and needs to go through all the official channels i need to make sure you're not planning on hoarding all that power to yourself
1: what the fuck would i do with it it doesn't affect me i, I, point, I, at po-
3: I point at Polar i point at and i i point at the i point at her file that says does not use magic in the big other- capital letters I have
0: no one damn fucking spell The other two of you are very accomplished spellcasters, and you could be using it for god knows what.
2: I'm sorry, I'm very accomplished. Starry Knight kind of mouse to herself. All I did was cast Eldritch
0: Blast. Okay, very promising spellcasters, then. It doesn't really matter. It's the damn focus rune. You can do anything you want. It needs to go through the official channels.
3: I don't have it. Well, you're going to have to talk to Azalea about that, then. We left it in her care, so you're going to have to, uh, you know. I'll
1: go talk to my wife, don't worry about
3: it. Good. Like you need an excuse to go talk to her.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) I expect to hear within a week that it's been turned in. If not, I'll have to send artifact retrieval after you. Knocking down your wife's door.
2: It's also
1: my door.
0: And your door, yes. All right, well, that's it. Get out of my office now.
3: Okay polar, I, um, I gesture for I, ju- I, I, I like open up the door for everybody else. You, yeah I scamper out.
1: Polar Knight is very tempted to flip a bird, but knows that's
3: not nice. Bye-bye. Ladiesite looks back at um, Violet, and you can kind of see like a sort of like um, a quizzical furrowing of her eyebrows. And she opens her mouth as if to say something, and then she, uh, she closes it. And then she nods at um, Violet, and then she just closes the door and leaves. Uh,
1: out of earshot, Polar Knight's just like, fuck was that? She seems weird. That's weird. Anyone else get that weird vibe?
3: I have no doubt that something is a little bit fishy going on. Um, can I make a roll? And I would like to justify like something about the role that I can that I would like to try to have happen, but it doesn't have to.
0: Uh, yeah, sure, go for it.
3: So, like, bards specialize mainly in like enchantment magic and some evocation. Mm-hmm. I want to see if like I could get vibes of like charm person or a similar spell of like influencing people that was was on Vi.
0: Okay. Yeah, go for it. And may I... you want to see whether she was trying to influence you in some way?
3: I was want to see if she was charmed. Wasn't that be detect magic? Kind of, but like I think like as a bard and studying enchantment magic, they kind of also know the signs. Mhm. Uh, okay. 19. That's a nice. good because the first one was a natural 1.
0: Yep. Oh, I'm <laughs> glad you rolled advantage then. Um there were no I, there were no charms in place on violet she just had some weird motivation that you can't really pin down at this moment
3: i am um, for something magical artifacts like that they don't stay quiet for long i'm in the okay. business of telling stories as you know and stuff like that always has a way of coming back
1: polar night turns to uh, a ladies' night and it's like can we talk somewhere a bit safer than this? There's thing we I like to wait till after breakfast. I'm
3: starving. Polar Knight's tummy rumbles so loud it shakes the whole building. God Everyone <laughs> thinks you are.
1: Like, sorry. Not really.
0: So we'll say that uh you you guys go and grab breakfast. Um, in the kind of shitty D rank uh cafeteria area, um, together or separate?
1: Probably together.
2: Together.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely together. Three of you. You get you get your scramby. You get your scramby. Your egg scramby. You get your sausage links. Um, polar night. Really, mostly meat here. Um. Starry Night still picking at those marshmallows. Um,
2: From the Magic Trail Mix bag, yes.
0: From the Magic Trail Mix bag. It's
1: just 90% marshmallows now. Yeah. (laughs) Like Lucky Charms marshmallows or
3: soft marshmallows? It has enough nuts that it can be justified as trail mix.
0: (laughs) The exact correct ratio of nuts to marshmallow for it to still technically be trail mix but you don't really have to deal with anything that's not the marshmallows, which, Starry Night, it's just, it's very perfect. It's wonderful. You're having a great time.
2: She's Um, about to be on a sugar rush soon. I look
3: look over at Starry Night, and I look over at her eating just the marshmallows, and I reach over, and I put my paw on the marshmallows. And then I... And then I uh, reach over to my own plate, and I pull the uh, the apple that the lunch lady keeps repeatedly putting on my fucking plate, despite the fact that tabaxi are allergic to non-animal proteins, okay, and just um, put it on her tray. You're gonna tray. get
1: a fucking cavity.
2: I take a look at the apple, and I sigh, and I stuff the marshm- this marshmallow trail mix into my bag, and then I start munching on the apple.
3: But I, I I nod I nod and just, and then she just looks like she's uh, better now and she goes back to like just like it's like a raw salmon it's just a salmon that's like entirely raw. Mm-hmm. Tasty. It's fresh though, so it's not super stinky, but it is just like completely raw.
1: So is it quiet in the canteen, or are we gonna move somewhere?
0: Um, I will say that it is pretty much cleared out for you guys right now. You can see a couple patrons uh at a table across the room but they're not really within earshot of you
1: polar night kind of when they're finished eating just kind of like stops and turns to to ladies and it's just like me and a starry night and uh my my wife we went to the forest to fix it and we found another artifact we just left it there her uh, ears perk up I touched it, it didn't seem to really do all that much other than make it feel weird, but we decided to leave it there. We don't know what to do about that. Do we
3: tell her about it? Lady Knight shakes her head immediately, and then she looks around, and then she leans in, and she says, "Uh, Listen, there's something going on here that I'm uh, looking to sniff out, but I think there's a little bit more going on about them wanting the artifact than just bureaucracy reasons, if you ask me. I got that feeling, too. How precisely did the artifact, did you become aware of the artifact? Is Did something happen that views detected it, or...?
1: Well, Azalea, she was fixing everything, and it, it was in a tree.
3: The, the artifacts react
1: to each other then. It was there, and I touched it, but I didn't take it. We just decided to leave it
3: there. You can see the predicament we're in now. If you ask me, I think they are, uh, they're wanting to gather the artifacts together for some reason. I'm a paranoid if you want to, but I have a feeling that we're going to find out that there's a, a little bit more of a scheme going on than we think.
2: I'm kind of keeping my ears open to the to the conversation, but also I'm trying to listen, in and if anybody's getting closer, like, listening in on us. Being lookout? Yeah, I'm kind of being more eccentric.
0: You see somebody, like, coming coming down towards you to, like, pass by. mm
2: mm-hmm. I, I, I gestured to the other two, like, kind of a little bit to keep a little quieter.
3: I, uh, I switched to Tabaxin for a second, and then I just start, um, I don't think, uh, but the, the person coming down isn't a Tabaxi, right? No. I just start um, rattling off a uh, cooking recipe my mom taught me then. <laughs> Aw.
0: <laughs> nice cover. Uh, well, I'm
3: just nodding, like, yeah. It sounds
0: good. <laughs> Does Polar Knight, just out of curiosity, does Polar Knight speak any? Well, probably plenty because of her wife. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She speaks. She's not good at it, but she understands it, if that makes sense.
0: She, so she can tell that Ladies Knight's talking about food right now.
1: Yeah, some kind of food. <laughs> yeah. But not I, really anything else.
2: yeah. I, I know comprehend languages, but it's not like I'm going to cast it because it's a first level spell. Right. So I'm just going to kind of continue to munch on the remainder of the apple and just kind of pay attention
0: i love you guys doing the like everybody act natural thing right now Yeah, gotta gotta
1: act natural complete with the
2: apple
0: (laughs) yeah um they pause for a they pause for a second because absolutely none of you look like you're acting natural um but god damn it except for maybe ladies night but uh they, they they just raise an eyebrow and continue walking
3: I uh, I watch them go, and then I uh, look over to Polar Night and Starry Night, and I say, uh, if I were you two, I'd keep an ear and an eye out for anything peculiar going on around the grounds, or many sort of odd it. rumors in general. Mm-hmm. I myself, I think I'm going to get in contact with an old friend of mine.
2: I'm curious, but I don't say anything about it, because I feel like I know Lady's Knight has a lot of secrets that she doesn't like to tell. <laughs>
3: Polar Knight kind of just lifts an eyebrow.
2: Mm, okay.
3: And then I um, look around, and I notice that the cafeteria is starting to like get kind of empty, and like it's more suspicious if we stay any longer. So I nod to everybody else, and I get up, and I take my tray full of fish bones, and I put it in the trash, and I put it on the Tray thing, where the trays go.
0: Alright. Uh, with your meeting concluded and uh, checking out of the cafeteria and with zero suspicions raised, hopefully. Um, do I need to roll
2: for like insight to see if any specific suspicions were raised? Uh, Is that a thing I can do or no? No, nah, I
0: think we're good with this scene. Uh, you, you guys are all done in the cafeteria. Um, we're going to skip ahead one more time now. Uh, Ladies' night, it's been a little less than a week since your meeting with Violet. You're packing up your D-rank dormitory, putting away all your precious belongings, getting ready to move them to the C-rank facility east of here. And you look at your long checklist of things to do before you move out, and you realize that only the one task is left, to clear out your mailbox. So you take your key, and you go to open it up one last time. Among the coupons and catalogs, you find a gray envelope with a soft and speckled texture like it's made of high-quality recycled paper. It's addressed to you, but the return address is missing. You flip it over and see a green wax seal with a symbol of two swords pointing at each other against an intricate pattern of nightshades. How and where do you open this envelope?
3: Lady Zayde is used to getting mysterious envelopes. So she, uh, she actually, um, in her inventory, she keeps one from a, uh, a special person in her past that, um, she kind of like you can catch her reading it from time to time. So she, um, she knows exactly where the secret letters go, and she goes into her bag, and she opens uh, up the secret letter pouch and just slides it in right next to her other secret letter.
0: Uh-huh. It is like, a file <laughs> folder full of secret letters. Uh-
3: yeah.
1: Aren't you popular? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I finish all my chores, and then to expedite the story, I'm just gonna say, like, she uh, waits till evening to open it up.
0: Okay, cool, excellent. The, the, sun, the light of the sunset is, is slanting through your window, and first stars of twilight are just emerging as you open the mysterious letter, uh, and you read the following. My esteemed rival, <laughs> <laughs> I hope this letter finds you well. At the time of writing, I am taking a short leisure from concocting my upcoming evil plan, which will undoubtedly vex and mystify you in due time. My sources have informed me that you are to finally move upward to the next wicked rank of the knighthood. I congratulate your accursed accomplishment, which I know you have rightfully earned. In the inner workings of the knighthood, little ever moves. Rigid bureaucracy prevents meaningful and popular changes from enactment. I know this, so I know the process for orienting C-ranked knights must be more or less the same one I underwent, what feels like millennia ago. At the time, I completed the training with little suspicion. I have come to learn many shocking truths since those days. As such, though I don't wish to alarm you, I do feel it pertinent to warn you. This training is not what it claims to be. The machine they will show you harbors an inexplicable power. Its capabilities are feared and unknown, even within the highest ranks of the knighthood. However friendly they may disguise it to be, it is no toy. I cannot say more, because I do not fully know the true nature of it myself. The orientation will manifest in ways I cannot predict, and if the specificity of my experience were to come as a misguidance to you, the consequences may be fatally severe. I can only advise that you remain carefully guarded, and keep a watchful eye on every exit. It would be my grave recommendation that you not take this next rank, but I know you have earned your promotion, and I can tell that no danger will keep you from it. I only ask that you pass this information along to your compatriots, along with my warmest regards and most chilling threats. Love <laughs> your bitter enemy, Miriam Stonecrow.
3: La- ladies' night. Um, she grins really, really wide. Like she looks. She. She like she was like furrowing her brow during the middle part of that but then at the end like she just looks delighted and um, she opens up her bag and she slides it in right next to the other letter and the other letter's not really as fancy looking with the glittery recycled paper look it's just a pink letter that is kind of wrinkled from being opened and closed quite a lot and the faint smell of uh, lavender wafts up from it and she Z- zips up her bag
0: Um You're standing in the Archimand Forest Wait, 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 um,
2: wait, I'm sorry, before we go to the Archimand Forest I want I, I fold up my little note And I put it to like the bedside table behind, Beside Nedry and I'm gonna send you What I wrote
0: god damn it oh my god okay listen listen to I me and do i don't that. even know if i'm gonna keep this in the episode but legitimately you know what i'm not gonna keep this in the episode i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna say it as, as it happens later but literally after this scene mm-hmm. i wrote the following starry night before you all left Nedri to less, rest you left a note on her bedside table <laughs> You placed the just after Polar Knight and Azalea had walked out and then you swiftly followed them barely a pace behind. What did that note say? I wrote that shit trying to make you improv a note on the spot, you little motherfucker. You
2: <laughs> Well I I, I I improved this episode. Like when you said there was stationary, I decided to write
0: stuff. Right. And I said there was stationary because I wanted to establish that you had things to write a note. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, oh okay. yeah it's all coming together oh yeah
0: it's all coming together <laughs>
3: so, sorry
0: same brain waves
3: same brain waves okay. our team is so in sync y'all
0: so in sync all right well i'm I'm not gonna keep that in but I'm also not gonna forget that that happened because that's hilarious okay um <laughs>